अब आप सुन रहे हैं बॉक्स आउट एफ एम हर वक्त हर जगह नए जमाने का I would like to start by acknowledging the Gunawal people as the traditional owners and custodians of the land and waters on which I operate. Um I pay my respects to the indigenous and first nation folks, their ancestors and elders, past, present and to those who may listen to this. Um I'd like to start by also introducing anyone who's listening to Alicia Joy. Um she's an artist that I manage um in so-called Australia. and we are recording an interview for fresh out the box at box out fm hi alicia how are you doing hello i'm really good how are you i'm really good too um do you want to tell us where you are and what you're up to today i have just arrived day 2 in berlin um it's the start of my european tour i start on saturday in warsaw in poland so i feel a little jet lagged a little excited and um yeah really keen to play and to share this music that I've been working on i normally reside on wurundjeri country in so called australia and want to extend um my respects to the elders of that community and to all first nations people listening because of course living on that land um has influenced the music that we're going to talk about so deeply so I want to pay my respects to that country and to those people thank you um i'd love to start by asking a very simple introductory question around who you are uh, if you could talk to about how your music and your art um talks to yourself and um Yeah just walk us through why making music and art is important to you. I am a singer, producer, performer, poet. I play Fender Rhodes and work with a lot of different artists mostly in so-called Australia and expanding out to Europe now as well like across jazz and soul and hip hop and dance music. broken beat i guess you could say i'm a very creative person i don't limit my creativity to one style one genre one source um so yeah i'm just I, i'm an artist that is very keen to learn and keen to express and keen to collaborate that's a very large part of my practice um i predominantly work with a, a collective called 3070 and my own solo work um which is what i'm currently touring with um for an album called Tontonic which is out May 13th which is my sophomore record um which i produced entirely myself which is pretty wild but that is so much of uh, I, i guess my process is just wanting to push my boundaries learn more create more um and and really yeah channel that creative force into hopefully creating some change in myself um in community in you know i think a lot about the ripple effect if i can just if i can just change my own state of mind change one other person's state of mind then it continues to expand and that's you know very much at the core of what it is that i do and want to do in in music 
that's such a beautiful sentiment and uh, I know we've had multiple conversations around this that I share that sentiment of change and um, evolution through music is something I deeply believe in as well um, just to give everyone a bit of an introduction of myself as well uh, my name is Akanksha and I from very recently manage Alicia Joy solo project um, I also work full-time at an arts and culture think tank as operations manager. I design and write um, and do a bunch of other creative things. So I think it was really interesting to start working with Alicia um, and hopefully introduce her and her music um, to listeners of this show. I'd like to get into talking about the new record as the show is fresh out the box. Um, do you want to tell us what the record means um, and what is important about this record for you? Mm. Yeah, this album, is, it's called Tone Tonic. And I guess like even just within the name, um, it's about finding both the joy and the pain in uh, every aspect of life as a source of healing. Um, and looking into that and and kind of pulling it apart and understanding that on an individual level, on a community level, on a social level. Um, so a lot of this record is about there are no love songs, is literally just about political, social change, climate change, um, my own relationship to my body, what it means to be a female in 2022 and what comes with that representation of self and body, um, which is such a challenging conversation to have sometimes, all the time, <laughs> constantly. Um, so really, yeah, just trying to unpack some challenging and confronting topics through music and through poetry and really trying to speak to um, this idea of of healing through through music and through the subconscious, um, which for me is like such a huge part of of my understanding of healing is is through through yeah accessing that subconscious through storytelling and through music, art, poetry. Um, so hopefully that's felt in the music. That's I guess my my mission, but. Um, Beyond the themes, this record is also really significant. As I mentioned, it's the first album that I've produced entirely myself. And I wanted to not only, you know, represent these themes and ideas of social change in the lyrical content or in the way that the, the music is musically, but also in the way that it's produced and in, in the people that I have on board. So it was really important for me to have, you know, a diversity of people involved in creating the project. And as, as a female in the music industry to produce this record myself was a really huge source of empowerment and hopefully like, you know, enacts the same values that I'm speaking about within the music, um, which is just about, you know, not being afraid to take up space and and to then in an ongoing sense to share and collaborate within that space um, 
with a, a greater diversity. And, and I think that has made this record like an incredibly challenging and empowering process for me. And, and I'm so proud to have a, a bunch of artists involved in this record that I love. <laughs> and I'm so stoked to have featuring and to have worked with. And I've just learned so much about production and music and really challenged myself in the vulnerability of what it is that I'm talking about. So, yeah, it's been a big process. And <laughs> it's finally out in. Yeah, in mid-May um, on First Word Records. That's incredible. Just at the <laughs> top of my head, some of the themes that I pick up are vulnerability, change, mm. um, consciousness, but also subconsciousness and tapping into that to understand pain and um, and how to navigate that through art and uh, without, to, without using art to necessarily cure it, but in a way also doing that um to use it as the method and the means i guess is um, yeah. one way of putting it which um is such a such a beautiful way to um share your share your art with other human beings who may be mm. able to listen in and achieve some of the same um achieve some of the same sort of resolutions that I guess you would have received from creating that sound mm. um, to get a bit deeper I'd love to talk about what's already out of the album because you've got two singles out from the record uh the first one is let it and the second is still dreaming um I'd love if we could listen to let it and still dreaming um, within the show do you want to talk us through about what those songs are um and I know Still yeah. Dreaming has also got Rara Zulu if I'm not wrong um yeah. collaborating which is just such a beautiful sound and yeah. she's absolutely incredible on the song as well um yeah if you could talk to these two songs and where everyone can find them yeah so Let It was the first single that came out and uh this really spoke to the torn element of the record, which um, still dreaming is like the tonic energy. And I really liked having the those two, you know, uh, different ends of the spectrum of, of the process of healing. So Let It speaks to, uh, I guess, my personal relationship with um, my body and my kind of understanding of self and how much that has been a challenge uh, to really overcome the ways in which uh, society really stigmatizes and monopolizes, commodifies, sexualizes the female body and what that has meant for my own mental health and my own understanding of self and expression of self and how challenging that has been. Um, for me, and I, I know for so so many people, both men and women, um, just in the way that we, you know, think about this binary and these kind of objectifications and and limitations on on the potential of how to relate to one's body. So that's really what Let It is about. And uh, this track features Rachel Cohen on saxophone and Michael Wallace on the drums. And I'm just really proud of it. 
it was a mission <laughs> to create and so healing in the process of releasing it as well and challenging. Um, but it's available now on Bandcamp through First Word Records. And maybe we'll listen to that first and then we can talk about still dreaming. So this is Let It Out on Ton Tonic. I am only the weight of my words And they pull me deeper Closer now to truth To often interact
the next single, which was um, out just a couple of days ago on the 8th of April, was Still Dreaming featuring uh, Rara Zulu. And yeah. that is, like you said, the other side um, of the album, the tonic side of the album. Yeah. And how does it, um, how does it relate to your tonic? Mm, cool question. Um, I guess it's about, you know, this track is about really about a mental state and and the power that we do have in really looking towards where we can be grateful for the things that surround us, you know, like not to get into this like toxic positivity of like just change your mindset. But I think there are so many powerful ways that we can as individuals and as collective and as a community really um, be grateful for what we have and, and to look to those aspects of our lives that bring us joy and move towards them. And I think that's, of course, an ongoing, you know, an ongoing practice um, that is is so unique to each individual. And I think, like, one for me is is just being in nature and, and that was a large part of the lyrical kind of understanding within this song is just like moving moving towards sunshine literally and metaphorically <laughs> is good for my physical being and my mental state. Um, and, yeah, this, this track features Ra Razalu and Julian Dine on the drums and um, it's called Still Dreaming. Thank you. 
I absolutely love still dreaming. Um <laughs> it feels so I've heard it obviously way too many times. Um but it is such a beautiful moving song and it still feels playful and energetic um which I mm. really really enjoyed. Um within that same um sort of the contrast between the tone and tonic while at the same time it being fluid and the way that it works together. I'd love to talk about how um navigating pain pleasure and the pursuit of whatever it is that your sound is pursuing um mm. if you could talk and expand on what that means and why this record has no love songs <laughs> that's a really interesting question i think like around the pursuit of a sound and uh and like lyrical and poetic expression um you know as artists i think it's really it's really easy for us to sometimes um try to source out things in our lives and things that we're consuming whether that's through literature or poetry or uh, audio book or whatever it is um that challenges us and i think sometimes that means sometimes in our personal lives we're moving towards chaos as at the same time as we're moving towards joy and and security and um it's really interesting that that question kind of made me think about that you know like how in this music it's really touching on on both sides of the spectrum but i think as an artist often i am seeking out just to feel the most that i can through whatever it is that i'm consuming and sometimes that's <laughs> quite a challenging existence um but it it's yeah it's it's very much a part of my practice and and i think a part of me as an individual that i just want to feel and uh relate to and to understand uh what is happening in the world and how i can sort of uh you know turn that into something of of change and and even if it's just something of expression you know just kind of relate that back to itself and add something to the conversation um which is yeah sometimes quite challenging but it's obviously you know a very large part of <laughs> who I am as a person um and i guess yeah there's there's no love songs on this record it, it it wasn't an intentional choice i guess it was just um at the time of writing this music uh that's just what was on my mind was was social change and i guess that's yeah like as i was saying that's that's kind of what's on my mind a lot of the time um i yeah i'm just really interested and engaged with what is happening in society and and in the world in general and and try to touch on and understand as much as i can and feel as much as i can and speak to that and yeah i the the no love songs was not intentional but 
the next record <laughs> definitely has a lot of love songs. It's the antidote. <laughs> I love that. Because um, love is political, but politics is also political, hey? Hell yeah, that is the best response ever. It is completely political. I mean, every aspect of us as individuals really has been and can be politicized. Um, that's a really good thought. And especially with women, so often it's politicized without our, without our permission. Um, and so I feel like with this record, you've sort of pulled that back and said that this is my politics without it being um, presumed off or assumed off or um, written for, right? Mm. Um, which I personally fucking love. Mm. Um, <laughs> but also... I think just leading that, leading that into understanding that this is a completely self-produced album and that in itself is wonderfully political. Um, yeah, definitely. And speaks so much to the times that we are in and what the sound and music industry is like for women or non-binary folk. Um, why was that important? Um, was it intentional mm. or was it... Um, something that happened within your process? Mm. Yeah, it was very much intentional um, to the point where it was often unenjoyable <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and not even necessarily a choice. It was something that I knew that I had to do to extend myself and to kind of stand up for what I, you know, to align with my values and my morals and to align with what I want to see in the world um, I knew that I had to mirror that, uh, you know, for myself and and for other people to, you know, engage with the music as well. Um, I think the state of the industry now and just the state of the world, I think it's very easy to think that uh, things are changing to the point where it's almost unnecessary for someone to, to do this, but that's absolutely not the case. It's like uh, I heard this statistic that was like uh, I think it was two years ago it was only 3% of the top 100 music that charted in the UK was produced by women and that's a really small percentage. <laughs> like the amount of women that are producing or non-binary folk that are producing music at the moment is really, really slim and I think it's sometimes easy to just not even think about it or to think that those numbers aren't as um, slim as, as, as they might be perceived because women and non-binary folks still front some music. You know, they might be the vocal on top of the music or they might, they might be a, a saxophone player or, or like a keys player or whatever, but in terms of behind the computer in the studio behind the scenes there is still still such uh, a lack of representation and diversity and I think that is then mirrored in every aspect of society you know in politics in 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 everywhere in every industry so um, I think it was really important for me to to do, this and to learn and to fully take control of the sound and what it is that I, how it is that I wanted the music to be portrayed. Because I think a lot about, you know, 
what would pop music sound like or what would R&B or hip-hop sound like if there were not just men making it? The sound could be completely different. We might be missing out on, like, this completely other, complete other sound, complete other realm, another way to relate to our nervous systems, another way to tell stories that maybe would change, like physically and mentally change people. <laughs> you know, I, I think about it in lots of different ways, but that's definitely an element for me as well. It's like, actually, like music is changing people on a subconscious level and, and on a physical level and through our nervous system. So aren't we missing out on like <laughs> a lot of potential if it's mostly cis, white, het men that are making it in the world? Um, oh, I completely agree. <laughs> um, we need to hear more so we can feel more um, yeah. female and non-binary sound because it does it does do things to you. There is a relationship that you can build with sound, um, which is more um, two-way than we recognize, I think. Um, there's an assumption with live or recorded music that it's a one-way transfer of energy, but really it's a conversation. And I think the conversation that you're having with your record is phenomenal. So thank you so much for sharing that depth of, uh, reasoning, but also um, the importance of why recording and producing it by uh, yourself is important. Um, mm, thanks for understanding, because it is like a kind of challenging concept, I think, to wrap your head around, but it makes complete sense to me. <laughs> oh, but, may, but I think this is maybe part of it is that not everyone relates to music in that to that depth. So that even in in a of itself is a missed opportunity, I think. Um, you know, everything that we consume is changing us in small or large ways. So expanding on what it is that we are receiving and consuming and inputting into our bodies and our minds is only ever going to be a good thing for society <laughs> as a whole and culture. Um, yeah. That's uh, very wonderfully articulated. Um, I also would love to ask you about another single that's coming up before the record comes out. Is that true? Yeah. It's How true. exciting. <laughs> it's uh, soon too. <laughs> oh my God. When's it coming out? I, I don't know. It's the week oh. before the record comes out. So cool. the record's so, out the 13th of May. Yeah. That must be the first week of May. Cool. So first week of May, which is... <laughs> Fantastic. Um, what's the song? Well, it features one of my favourite artists called Ego LMA, which I'm absolutely stoked about. And the track is a rework of a Steve Spacek tune, which I've had his blessing, which is also amazing. And it is called Calling You.
process to create because I wrote my verse and then I sent it over to Ego and and they wrote their verse and and just the way that the we both speaking on this idea of of um calling people to engage with um all that we've been kind of talking about to politics and social change and personal change and and standing up for whatever it is that you feel strongly about and and um collectively you know uh speaking to what it is that that we really feel needs to change in the world and just the way that we both relate to this I think is really really interesting and um yeah it's it's out really soon and I'm really excited and and absolutely love Steve Spacek and Ego LMA um so definitely check out their music uh yeah I'm really excited (laughs) oh that is that is exciting. I am very excited alongside you. Um, 
And the record comes out on the 13th of May. It's mm-hmm. available on Bandcamp and across all streaming platforms by First yeah. Records. Is that right? Yeah. And you can pre-order the vinyl now, which is a great way to support um, all the artists that have been involved in the record and First World Records. And they're doing some amazing work out in the UK, in London. And I'm going to be there really soon, which is also really exciting. And yeah, so you can pre-order the vinyl through Bandcamp and um, yeah. That's amazing. And you're touring for the next three, four months. Is that right? Yeah. Um, That's exciting. Hey, you're covering a lot of ground, which is cool. Um, I know we'd love to see you in India. Um, When do you think we, that could be? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I'm ready to come whenever. (laughs) I I love to travel. I love to, I love the combination of being able to play and travel and getting to meet people along the way that are so excited to have you in their city and to share their culture. It's the most blessed experience. So, um, yes, would love to um, anytime. <laughs> I'm free. I love that. So hopefully <laughs> later this year, maybe early next year, but um, I have a feeling your sound will find connected ground um, within people there because I, I I know lots of people who would love to see you there. And thank you so much, Boxer, for hosting us. Always the best in the music game. Um, They've been around, I think, since 2017, and I've gotten to experience a bunch of their um, radio shows, but also their weekly nights, Box Out Wednesdays, um, and their weekender festivals. They're some of the most amazing people um, in New Delhi when it comes to music. So I'm very grateful to them to be able to host you, one of my favorite artists um, on here, and create hopefully a bridge that we can revisit um, soon. So thank you so much for talking to me and sharing about your record. Um, before we go, is there anything you'd like to add or um, say to anyone listening? I just want to say thank you to you, Akanksha, for such beautiful questions and, you know, allowing me the space to talk about the record and to, kind of dive into its themes and uh, broader understandings of what it is that I'm trying to create because that's cathartic and healing in and of itself just to be understood on that level and to talk about it in depth. So thank you. And, yeah, thanks Outbox FM for having me. And hopefully I'll be on that side of the world very soon. exciting exciting stuff it was my absolute pleasure I love talking to artists about what they do and why they do it especially when they when they make a statement um that is as powerful as yours so thank you for sharing um bye and see you soon yeah see you soon
Stop. 